0: On today's question of faith, why are there so few masses this week in the diocese of Cleveland? Hey, everybody! This is Question of Faith. I am Mike Hayes. I'm the director of young adult ministry here in the diocese of
1: Cleveland. And I'm Father Damien Ferrance, the vicar for evangelization. And I'm Father Dan Schlegel, the secretary
0: and vicar for clergy and religious for the diocese. Well, if anybody would know why there's so few masses in the diocese of Cleveland, it would be Father Schlegel. By the way, you know, I was just thinking about this. We've mentioned Father Schlegel's name a bunch of times in this podcast, and people were probably like, "Who the heck is this Father Schlegel?" Most of the time, I hate to tell you, Father, it's about bad jokes. But. Oh, <laughs>
1: good jokes! You got to keep people laughing. This, this is true. He's the king of puns. Yes, That's right. joy is the infallible sign of the presence of God. Got to laugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: Father Schlegel and I go way back. Actually, when I was an intern. Uh, during the 2000 2001 academic year, formation year, I was serving at St. Christopher's and mm. he was my supervisor there um, at St. Chris.
0: My parish, also.
2: Oh, was, yeah, that's your parish. Yeah. Now. Mm-hmm.
1: I was a hard grader for him, so <laughs> <laughs> it was easy to grade. Mm-hmm. Easy to grade.
2: Yeah. So now, Father Schlego, you are the vicar for. Clergy and Religious? Correct. And what is the other title you said?
1: said And Secretary, so I keep all the records. Oh, okay.
2: Is that what Secretary means? That is it. I
1: keep all the records, all your files. So be careful what you say to me because it could go in your file eventually.
2: All right. Well, who's going to record anything anyway? (laughs) That's right. Uh, So our question... Except us, of course. Yeah. That was the pun. See, I tried to throw a pun in there. There you go. So what... um, why so few masses? It it seems like um, some parishes aren't even having daily mass from Wednesday to Friday this week. What's going on?
1: So we've got a biannual convocation, and we unfortunately have not been able to have that for the last four years. So uh, we are gathering together out at Sawmill Creek. There'll be 210 priests gathered there, so that's the majority of our active priests in the Diocese of Cleveland. Mm. Many of our retired priests will be there as well, and it's really an important time to gather together to celebrate our life together as priests, to hear from our bishop, to be inspired by good speakers, and challenged in our faith and in our growth and also the growth of our parishes throughout the diocese. So uh, despite the fact that Mass isn't being held at many places, I think it's really a benefit for the people in the parishes that their priests are away at this and that they get inspired and they get um, reenacted to be able to go
0: out and do great things in their parish communities. And so, what kind of things do you talk about? What, you know, what are some of the topics that are on the dock at this time?
1: Yeah, we've got two main speakers Dan Salucci from the Catholic Leadership Institute. Mm, and nice he's going to take a look at many of the national trends as we uh, have fewer and fewer priests. How are parishes being equipped throughout the country, uh, whether it's one pastor for two places or groups of parishes? So, he's going to kind of give us a feel of the opportunities that exist right now in the church. Uh, throughout the country, in this time of fewer vocations, so what are other options? What are other models? What are other structures? What are other opportunities that we have uh, throughout our diocese? So it's, it's exciting time. Rather than looking at the negative, we're looking at the positive, at all that could be done. And then Greg Handra who is a deacon from uh, Brooklyn, New York. And one of my best friends. Is he? Oh, wow, yeah. Greg is a great guy. Um, And I've been stealing his homily stuff for years and years. (laughs) He's really a good writer. He wrote for the CBS Evening News. He wrote for Katie Couric. Mm -hmm. Um, And he really is able to bring the gospel to light. He's kind of like a, a Bishop Barron's sort of person because he has, you know, one finger on the vibe of the world and the news of the world going on and then another on the gospel and how to proclaim. It well in in the midst of our world, he's really an evangelizer, and we're looking. I'm looking really forward to him speaking. I've never heard him speak, but I certainly have stolen his stuff. I tell him all the time. I, I stole stole your homilies. Uh, I hope you didn't mind. He, I said I picked him up, but you know, I said I changed it around a little bit. And he goes, oh, that's that's fine, that's fine. So I try to copyright all my material, but him not so much. You know, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so,
2: so we priests are supposed to take a five-day, at least five-day canonical retreat every year so that we can be refreshed in the Lord. And every two years, we do one of these convocations. So on the off year, it's a one day. On the on year, it's a four-day pretty much, right? Mm -hmm. Or three and a half day. So what would you tell parishioners who may be wondering like, well, okay, is this that important that these priests have to be away and we don't have to have, we don't have mass, we have the liturgy of the word or a communion service or whatever it is that um, is allowed. Um, what would you say to to parishioners who are wondering, is
1: this, why is this so important for yeah. the priests? So first of all, I think that if you were in the secular field, uh, days of in-service would be required of any Corporation or business. And I think in the priesthood, you know, it's not a badge of honor when a guy says, Oh, I was ordained and I never opened up a book again. Yeah. Um, so I think it's really important for us to be together uh, to support one another, especially as the numbers are getting fewer and fewer. It's important for us to be kept abreast of situations and opportunities to evangelize in the world. It's important for us to come together and to be inspired as a presbyterate, to support each other. And there are all kinds of other things going on during these four days. We have like a Jesuit Caritas table, so to interest guys uh, in support group, prayer group uh, opportunities. There are people coming who have opportunities to be uh, chaplains at sea and on ships. So there's Mm -hmm. an opportunity for us to come together. Many different organizations will come together for these four days for our priests to help them know what are the resources out there to help. Them? How can we as a diocese help them? Uh, What does the bishop see as kind of our vision and and our move forward? Um, And it's just really a time to inspire the priest to be better priests and also to give them a little spark of energy and excitement about their priestly ministry. So really, it benefits the parishes, all the parishes in the Diocese of Cleveland for the guys to be away for these four days.
2: Hmm. I know in the past, we've brought in priests because the Sawmill Creek is in the Diocese of Toledo. We brought in Toledo priests to hear confessions. Correct. And we have daily mass and prayer opportunities. in the chapel, sick. Anointing of the sick mass. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah all those things are, are great. And I, I find too that Apart from all the programming, just being together with the brothers and, you know, having a drink or having a meal and talking, playing music, playing cards, that that fraternity is, is really important for priests too, no?
1: Oh, I agree. And it, it's great because people sit at tables that they may not have sat with these guys before. They may not choose to go out and have a beer with them uh, in the evening because they're just not perhaps like uh, thought-thinking uh, th- uh, people. But... They get together at this, and everybody sits together, the old, the young, um, you know, the right wing, left wing. They're all together in the same room. And I think that that's a real value because it really represents um, a microcosm of the church. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really good for us to gather together and to be challenged, you know, in our thinking and to be also inspired to go out and do great work for God in, in our parishes in the Diocese of
0: Cleveland. Yeah, those are the two things that I hear all the time. As I hear, it's great to be at this one to be refreshed, to have my intellect stimulated in some way. But I think the thing I hear the most is, you know, when I'm when I'm in the parish, I don't see the guys I was in seminary with all that much. Mm -hmm. You know, I try to get together with them regularly, but you know, busyness of life, you know, busyness of parish life takes me away. So this is an opportunity for me to catch up to some guys. But it's also an opportunity to catch up with guys I never sit with, you know, who I never talk to who don't think the way I think and, and hear from them. So I think it's great. Yeah, it's, it's great. I'm looking forward to being out there. We're going to be doing some recording out there of uh, for our Eucharistic revival to talk to the priest about, well, what does the Eucharist mean to you? Mm-hmm.
2: And we'll be – We'll be taking new pictures. All the priests have been asked to bring a sport coat and a clerical shirt so that we can take new pictures and update our directory so we don't have our ordination pictures on there if we've been ordained for 19 (laughs) years.
1: So if you've been looking to update your dartboards, this is the opportunity. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We'll we'll have new photographs for
0: you. (laughs) We'll send those around. And today's the feast Father Schlegel will be remiss of me if I did. Today is the feast day of St. Francis that we're recording this on. Father Schlegel and I first met during the pandemic. And I had a mask on that was, of course, my dog. Oh, Hayes, and, Hayes. Yes. And so if I was trying to, well, that- He loves dogs, too. Yeah, exactly. It was like, is that your dog on your mask? And I was like, I need one of those. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, no,
1: I had a dog for 15 years. Her name was Halo, and she was a great companion to me, especially when I was – Uh, at Holy Angels and on my own. So it was great coming home at the end of the day. And the dog was always happy to see you. And it was a companion for me during that time that I uh, lived by myself out in the country, away from Mm. family and friends. And so I really uh, loved having a dog for sure. Couldn't do it downtown right now. But, you know, I could always dream. I do have a little stuffed dog on my bed, but, Mm.
0: you know. I'll bring my dog once in a while. There you go. Play. Great. Well, yeah, my dog is on his last legs, as I said before. He's going to be 17 years old in about a week. And wow. so this will probably be his last blessing of the animals this week. You said
2: that last year, too, though. I did, and didn't he, yeah. I? Yeah, and he's he's still
0: going. Yeah, this dog has fooled me more than one time. I mean, he, he almost died when he was eight. He had a, had a major surgery. And, uh, you know, my vet has a new boat now because of that. And, um yeah, you know, he he just they literally doubled his life with that surgery. Now, when mm. you think about it, though, because now he's he's almost seventeen, so haze haze, keep on trucking. Yeah, my mom is eighty five. She's got two
1: dogs, and she, I tell you, loves those dogs, and they love her. And I think it really extends her life in many ways because someone to care for after she raised six kids and they're mm-hmm. all out on their own. The dogs are there to be cared for, and they care for her as well.
2: Yeah, yeah. I I wrote a a paper when I was at um at the Ange on is it possible to befriend artificial intelligence? Uh And my answer was no, because the friendship would be artificial. It would not be real, (laughs) but you could have friendship with an animal or even a plant. And my argument was that because they're both alive, they're both living things. And there's some sort of reciprocity that takes place that with living things, that doesn't take place with uh, with um, artificial things. A plant
1: would be a stretch for me, but you know, it just but, doesn't quite do the same.
2: But gardening, oh, gardening, gardening, and doing that—like people like gardening—and you talk to your plants, they grow more. I mean, that's a whole other show. That's but, a whole other show. But, you know, but yes, I get I get stuff. all nerded out on things like this.
0: As long as we're talking about gardening, you know, I live in a condo because I don't like gardening, right? Oh. And and I don't and I don't like, I can't fix anything is the other thing. So I live in a condo. But I will share this story this week. In my condo this week, this month, in fact, they're doing renovations on our garage. I have a parking space in the garage, which is very convenient, but I have had to move out of it Mm. this week and go next door and put it in the outside lot in the building next door, which is a little inconvenient, but not, you know, not, not the end of the world, right? Little penance. In the front of our place though we have about I think it's maybe about 10 spaces and it's first come first serve so if you get there in time you can just park in front of the building. So the other day I was exhausted. I was re- I came back from the seminary I had a long night of class and I was just I was just done and I remembered that um, one of my friends had said, uh, you know if you pray to Mother Cabrini she'll find you a parking space. And I hmm. said that the prayer was, Mother Cabrini, Mother Cabrini, please find a space for my little machini, which is a good Dan Schwake mm-hmm. oh, joke, like right? Oh, I mm-hmm. And so I said, all right, I'm going to try this. And so I did it, and I, and, and I, and I recorded it <laughs> and said, I'm going I'm to see if this works. And so I turned the corner, and all of a sudden, I now, the other thing, I've, I forgot a piece of the story, was I had gone to get our groceries. After this long day, so that was why I was even more exhausted. And I, I came in, and I dropped the groceries off with my wife, who came down, picked them up. And then I said, Ugh, there's no spaces in front of here. I'm going to I'm, gonna go over to those spaces. I said, you know what? I'm going to drive around the block, and I'm going to do this Mother Cabrini prayer. So I did, and I came around. Wouldn't you know? Spot opened right up. There you go. Unbelievable. I'm a believer. Intercession. Right. I always thought it was Saint
2: Anthony for finding something, but Mother yeah.
0: Cabrini, Mother now. Cabrini, okay. yeah. apparently. So all I said, right. and it worked two days in a row. Third day, not so much. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. you know, you can't have them all. You two know. out of three is not bad. Two out of three is not bad. Mm.
2: <laughs> so, sounds like a meatloaf song. Yes. <laughs>
0: Uh, So, so priest convocation, you guys will be out there all week. Uh, I'll be out there, what, Thursday? Thursday uh, afternoon. afternoon. Mm -hmm.
2: And it ends Friday, I think at lunchtime. So yeah, pray for us, please, because it's an important time for the presbyterate. And uh, hopefully all our priests get refreshed. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What are you guys both looking forward to most?
2: The brotherhood. Yeah. I think I like being with the brother priest. I think it's good for, for the soul.
1: I also think the highlight of, um, you know, so we've come out of COVID and Bishop Melissa kind of came in the midst of COVID. So for him to have an opportunity to address the priests and also usually there's questions and answers. And I think that's one of the most fruitful time because things that are on guys' hearts and minds get to be vocalized to him. And I think it's a great opportunity for him to get to know the presbyterate better and for they to get to know him better. So that's always Mm -hmm. something that's uh, really helping to bond the relationship between uh, the shepherd and his priests.
0: Yeah, for sure. And one of the places that we also bond with priests are in churches. And so, Father Schlegel, you have a church for us this week.
1: Sure, yeah. So, I was pastor of Holy Angels Parish in Bainbridge Township for 15 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't even know where Bainbridge was uh, prior to that. And it was a great experience for me. We had about 3,000 families, a great music ministry, uh, had over 120 in the choir at the time. And so, we had vibrant liturgies and just a really wonderful place. And that. Uh, uh, continues on with Father Max Cole as the pastor now, and just a wonderful place. It's uh, set in the middle of the woods and 64 acres of land, and that's the unusual thing about it. You drive up to it, and you feel like you're leaving the world behind when you drive up into mm. that wooded area. And then as you look out uh, from the sanctuary, you just see nature all around you. So it's really a beautiful thing. I always loved that drive, except uh, in wintertime mm-hmm. when we were in the snow belt and it snowed. Then it was a little bit of a different style story, but really a beautiful place, wonderful people, and um, a great experience of really um, experiencing church as an ability to let go of everything that burdens you. So to go to a place that really lifts you up, just uh, it does that from a physical point of view, but from a spiritual point of view as well.
2: I can testify to the beauty of nature at that church, because the old churches in the city have stained glass windows mm-hmm. and part of it is to tell the story of the faith and also so you don't have to look at all the other buildings in the city but here you're you're out in the middle of woods so what you see are trees and at this time of year it's just gorgeous That's when all the trees you. are changing and you get to see the seasons throughout so it's a for me it was a different experience of being in a catholic church but a beautiful one nonetheless
0: yeah, yeah, I've been there too, and saying same, same thing. I walked mm-hmm. in, I was like, "Ooh, wow, this is di- this is a different experience." A lot of natural light, um, but a lot of natural light mm-hmm. and, and a beautiful surroundings. I know I went out uh, toward the back of the parish one time with one with one of the ministers out there, and and they, um, we just yeah, we just kind of hung out. It was great. Mm-hmm. It was a good time. So that's uh, Oli Angel, Bainbridge Township, where Father Schlegel is. 18205 3-2. Chillicothe Road. Yeah, there you go. 306 is the mm-hmm. – Route
1: 306, 306, yeah. 306,
0: yeah. And they do Theology on Tap out there on uh, Thursday – third Thursdays of every month, I believe. Oh, well. really? Okay. Yeah. Good to yeah. know.
2: They've been doing it for a while. And long is time. Alex Yates still out Correct. there? Correct. So yes. He's that's very a good at what there. he does. Yes. <laughs>
0: Um, former student of mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got to speak out there one time, which was great. Um, nice nice ride, too. It was a mm-hmm. nice scenic ride and uh, through and Falls and the little township that's there. And right down the street from
1: Aurora Farm. So if you want yeah. to do shopping at the same time, you're only a couple of miles away from there.
0: Mm-hmm. That's great, yeah. And so our gospel for this week's from the 17th chapter of Luke. As he was entering a village, ten lepers met him. They stood a, di- a distance from him and raised their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And when he saw him, he, when he saw them, he said, "Go show yourselves to the priest." As they were going, they were cleansed. And one of them, realizing he had been healed, returned, glorifying God in a loud voice. We'll stop there, leave you hanging. What happens next? Uh, so 10, 10 clean, ten were were clean, and only one came back. And the one who came back was a Samaritan. In a loud voice. In a loud voice. No. There's a lot there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll leave it there for you to pay attention to this week for our gospel. And, uh, uh, Father Dan it's been great having you. So, Thanks, um, great being on. Enjoy the priest convocation, and um, we'll see you out there. I'll see you out there on Thursday. You guys will be together a long time. will see you tonight at registration. And, uh, Don't forget to pray for us this week. Yes, pray for our priests and uh, pray for the speakers and everybody else who will inspire them this week. And we'll uh, be praying for you as well here on Question of Faith, and we'll have uh, all of this and even more next time on Question of Faith. Rock and roll.